In other news. Yeah, in other news. Uh, all that juicy gossip. <clears throat> Man, what a what are you wearing there? Is that, a, is that a new is that a new Texas predator hunting hoodie? Yes, it is. Wow. Uh, it may be green like uh, forty seven other hoodies I own, but this is all new. Look at that! <laughs> it's clean and everything. Doesn't even have uh, dirt on it. Yeah, it's not faded, stained. Uh, super comfy. There are multiple versions available. Are we going to get into that right? Like the full thing right now, or are we going to wait? You know what? Um. Is this like a little, little tease? Yeah, we can tease it. We can talk about other things. A little teaser. Uh, the apparel is finally right. Yeah, stick to, stick to the end of the podcast if you want to know more. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are we talking about today? You got a bunch of shit in front of you. <laughs> There's a lot of shit everywhere. Been putting this conversation off. Been asked a lot. It's that time of year. We're going to do this. Probably going to be a couple podcasts, but we're going to cover it, cover it all, cover it completely. And move on. Pig hunting. You shoot, so, you shoot the pigs. All right, podcast over. <laughs> Next, no, it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna dissect it just like we do all of our other stuff. And so, like, what is it like? Is this when you talk about pig hunting? Is this just like a beginner's guide to pig hunting? Basically, yes, beginner's guide, full on. Complete. I've never I've never done it before. I want to I want to hunt me some hogs. What do I do? Hog hunting. Complete podcast. We're gonna cover everything, and I mean everything. Brief backstory: uh, If you want some credentials, uh, I've killed a grillion hogs a in grillion. my lifetime. But it's not even a real number, I don't think. Uh, you really couldn't put a number on it because, like, it's a bunch. Actually, there was a there was a span there where. I stopped cow hunting and only pig hunted for several years. But ever since then, like that was really when we first started getting pigs in where I used to live up around Aubrey, uh, like major impact in the, in the area. There's people wanting them shot. <laughs> this is like pre thermals, pre night vision. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't like, even spawn that back then to, to anybody who isn't aware. There was a giant pig. Uh, would you call that like, infestation or would yes. you be like overpopulation or nuisance or yes. like territory destroying i'm gonna say they're invasive species well no there's there's another word for it, but i just can't think of it because i'm a little uncaffeinated invasive species they do and you maybe you can google the number because i don't know what it is how many millions if not billions worth of crop damage they do every year yeah well, 2006 uh, publication, wild pigs cause approximately 52 million in agriculture damage uh, annually. That was 2006? So this, here's what's interesting. 2006, it is uh, now a 2022 report, one, over 1 billion. Yeah. So it's... In just Texas alone, it's 120 million. Yeah. It's, it's, in Texas, I mean, they're, they're pretty much everywhere. I mean, they're freaking in Hawaii now, but... Uh, in Texas, it's a big thing, pig hunting. It's kind of, it took off. Like back in the day when, when I first got into it, like, well, I didn't, never even heard of wild hogs until, uh, I don't remember, my brother or, or good family friend, Scooter, was like, hey, go over to this ranch and shoot some pigs, which actually, actually is the place where Amatine kills most of his hogs nowadays. We had access to that ranch pre-Amatine. Or, oh, interesting. Uh, well, you can get about here. Yeah, he keeps saying he's going to come. Everybody's spam (laughs) hamantine. He keeps saying he's going to come, but he never does. Whatever. Uh, Eventually, we'll have him on here, and then we'll probably talk about pig hunting some more. But, well, actually, when he comes, I want to just, like, deep dive thermals more than anything. But, so, I mean, I guess the first question you asked, and we've kind of been alluding to it, is why why pig hunt? Uh, Number one, it's something to do during the summer. Uh, And you could do it all year round. There is no limit uh, and you know, I don't know the exact laws right now. I'd have to look it up because it's, it's a pig. If I see a pig, I'm gonna shoot it. There's no limit. Uh, there's generally like, I mean, there's probably within like state laws what you can and can't use, but <clears throat> you know, you could just about use anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can just about use anything, and kill a hog, and there's no limits. It's fun. 
it can be a way of harvesting some wild meat. Like that's becoming more of a thing. Like people utilizing wild hog meat to cook and all that stuff. Like I tend to not keep anything other than like the small ones. And you know, I don't always do that. Like there are some people, there's a lot of people that will harvest their hog meat. Cause it's generally the people that don't shoot a bunch every year. Cause there are some guys that cover a lot of cropland and that's where probably like your biggest problem problems are is any kind of cropland. There's guys that kill like thousands every year and they're not, they're not keeping shit. <laughs> they're just, they're making piles for pictures and that's about it. And it, it's, to me, it's strange how pig hunting is kind of like fishing. Like no one really cares. You don't see a lot of people bitching about it. Like you do, like other types of hunting. Because they're not cute. And well, what about Wilbur, John? That's the difference. <laughs> That's some big. That is some big. Uh, but I think it's just because like they're so prolific at reproduction. Like they have so many freaking. <laughs> like I've over the years of shooting gobs and gobs of pigs, I've seen some crazy sized groups. Uh, my favorite thing I'm gonna say right now is shooting them during the day and shooting them long range. Uh. At this point, at this juncture, I mean, I'll shoot them with anything I have and all that stuff. But my favorite thing is like sitting up during daytime, shooting them long range, you know, off of a feeder or something like that. But, you know, I don't know back in the day when we first started, like open sight lever action 30 30. I mean, that's how I rode for a while in my bow. I was big into bow hunting at that point in time. I know, cringe, but interesting story, interesting backstory to this. Uh, one of the, so like i got i got bit by the bug because it was like a uh it was a new impact thing in that area and there was a lot of people a lot of people asking for you to come shoot pigs i mean come shoot pigs because there is there was cropland i don't know if there still is nowadays there was cropland and there was several like bermuda 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 i can't speak <laughs> yes that word fields like hay fields and that's you know that's big money and like it, that's how they feed their livestock during the winter and everything else so it's, it's it's important and a lot of people wanted you know come shoot these pigs please so like the target it was a target rich environment which i enjoyed uh i mean i got i got bit by the bug hard like it, i'm just like oh you just keep shooting them and you know there's more the next day so uh i'm gonna tell a little story real fast uh I got a few pieces of property to hunt and, you know, taking care of pig problem for people. And, uh, I had two ways of hunting them at that point in time, which was a bow over bait, which would just use like soured corn. And I would just get a lever action 30, 30, and I had a big old pig sticker, like a Bowie knife. I'd hunt over the bait in the morning and then I'd go walk around for a couple hours after that. And like literally I had no fear of hogs. I'm just like, I had shot quite a few at this point. I'm just like, meh, it's big. You shoot it and it dies. And like, there was no, there was stories out there of like boars getting after people and everything else, but I had never seen it. Uh, every interaction I had with hogs up until then is like, you shoot one and the rest of them run off. You know, it's, that's kind of, there was no, I had no reason to even fear a pig, you know, even the ones with the big old tusk. So I did my morning routine. I shot a pig off of a bait pile and I went back to the truck, uh, got rid of the bow, got a lever action, got up on a group of pigs. And I mean, I was back then I would just, I would literally crawl through briar patches and stuff to go try and shoot a pig with an open side 30, 30, you know, it was, it was fun. So I'm down there. I'd shot another one. I was kind of tracking it and like following a little blood trail, or whatever. And I was down the Creek and all of a sudden I was on my back. And the first thing, for whatever reason, the first thing that popped in my mind was like, oh my God, someone's attacking me. Because I didn't, you know, <clears throat> I'm sitting there looking down in the little creek bottom at some pig tracks looking for blood. And next thing I know, I'm on my back and I'm looking up at the sky, like something that took my legs out from underneath me. So I'm just like, what the hell? So like, as I raise up, there's a pig coming uh, awful fast. And it turns out it was a pig I had shot. So I go to pull the knife because it's like in my mind, I'm basically Rambo. Obviously I go to pull the knife to stab it, but I just, like, I had to just like quickly do this situation, pull up and like, I didn't have a good hold onto the knife. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever like went on one of these, you know, talking to the people. I know you probably have it. 
went on one of these uh, dog hunts to where they, you know, shank them with a knife. I don't know if you've ever shanked anything with a knife. It's not as easy as people make it look in the movies. Like my favorite thing is when people slash people's tires in the movies. They make it look so easy. It's not yeah. the way that is. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is a thing. <laughs> yes, it's, always, it's almost like there's no pressure. Yeah. Like, so, so uh turns out it's the same way with a big old big old boar coming, you know, barreling down in your face. Uh didn't have a good hold onto the knife. Uh knife basically just bounced off of his forehead. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm talking about this like it happened over a, a you know a grand scheme of time, but it didn't. Like it all happened very fast. Get knocked on my butt, raised up, there's a pig coming at me. It's basically in my face before I get the knife out. Knife just like bounces off the top of its fucking head. He's in my fucking face. So I'm just like, obviously I'm rolling back, kicking and screaming. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm about to get fucked up. So somewhere in, in the monks, the midst of the struggle, I get rolled back around to my rifle. And, and at that point I turn into the goddamn rifleman. And I'm telling you, uh, I don't remember how many shots that old 30, 30, actually it's right up there. I don't remember how many rounds it held. Uh, but I emptied all of them and didn't hit a fucking thing. But I emptied them probably in such a rapid pace that uh, Lucas Bodkin would be proud of how fast I fired off all those rounds and didn't hit a fucking thing. <laughs> but the pig was gone. And I'm just fucking hyped up. At first, I'm just like, oh, my God, that was fucking crazy. And then I'm just like, I'm jazzed. I'm like, that was fucking badass. All the whilst, I am bleeding a massive amount because i didn't even know that at some point within like the struggle of the pig being in my goddamn face uh, a tusk had went up in my hand uh, i guess like because like i had a fucking i think it was this hand i don't even fucking remember now but i had a what what looked like a not a complete round cavity but like a large opening in my hand where it like went up in there and this motherfucker looks like i am pouring blood out of a five gallon bucket like it's coming out that much blood and i'm just like oh that's a problem <laughs> so uh and i'm probably i don't know three quarters of a mile from the house where i parked which there was two older ladies who lived there they were bar owners if that gives you a hint to you know they're you know <laughs> anyways so the only thing I, th I i just even thought to do was like rip my shirt off uh rip some of it off and then try to tie up my hand to stop this bleeding because it's like i was a very clumsy kid i had been several like once a week at least i was bleeding from somewhere uh i had seen blood before many times but this was a um, an absorbent amount of blood coming out of my hand so i'm just like that's a problem i should probably try to stop that so not thinking about this scene like it was a good minute or two before i even realized i was bleeding and i had been bleeding all over like the lower half of my shirt down my pants everything and then i choose to rip up my shirt to try and use that to stop it so then my shirt's ripped up. There's blood all over me. There's blood all over my hand. Like, it's just blood everywhere. So I take off walking, and I didn't know this was a thing. By the time I got to the house, I was I was almost crawling. Like, I don't know what that means. I still don't even really remember because when I got to the house, I kind of, like, blacked out. So the two ladies gathered me up and took me to the local doctor, which back in the day, uh, some of the local people will remember Dr. Groff's office. I think it was Dr. Groff. Old man, like, probably smoked while he was talking to, like, his... Like one of those kind of old doctor's office. And uh, I don't really remember much. I think they gave me blood. I don't know. Uh, all I know after that, like the lady, telling the ladies who was, tell a story about, they're just like, we thought you had gotten attacked by wild dogs. Love. You just, like the scene of, you know, how everything looked. They sewed up the hole. And I guess, I, guess, I, th I really think they gave me blood or something. But I don't, I don't like I said, I don't remember. I was kind of really out of it. So, that gave me a new appreciation for pigs, but I'm still just like, meh, <laughs> just pay attention. And if you wound a hog, uh, probably pay better attention next time. But so that, you know, that's the even funnier part to this story. Also, I go back and tell Daniel and all them, it's like only fucking you would something like this happen to like, they all think it's hilarious that I potentially almost died from blood loss. But, uh, 
our good buddy Colt, Colt Looper, he should be watching this. A shout out to Colt and his wife and his son. We, me and Matthew went and hunted with him. It was a great time. At this particular time, he was wanting to get a job working for Bass Pro Shops so he can get good deals on hunting equipment. <laughs> In the interview, he hijacks my story and tells it as his own and gets hired because of it. But anyways, moving on, uh, that's enough story time. Just funny, funny story there. Uh, back to why and everything else. Uh, you know, we talked about the crop damage and, you know, messing up your yard. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize, I guess, or well, most people who's been doing it for a while do probably realize like the amount of corn they eat and the fact they will run deer off of your feeder. Like, that's my primary reason nowadays to shoot them just because, Jesus Christ, it costs a lot of money to feed these deer. And when you're feeding pigs as well, like literal hogs, they're going to they're gonna vacuum that shit up and they're eventually going to get so used to it that they're literally going to start running the deer off when they come in. Or they're going to be there when the feeder goes off during daylight. Now, there's pros and cons to that. Uh, pro is you, can, you don't have to have a night vision scope or any sort of light or anything like that to shoot them during the daylight. Cons are... Uh, your deer will eventually be like, F this, and they just won't be there when the feeder goes off. Like it'll come in later or earlier, you know, stuff like that. I've seen I've seen it over the years, like the whole smorgasbord of things happening. And there's just the fact that they're literally costing you tons of money because they're eating up all of that feed. Because it's generally like either one or two boars, or it's a whole shitload of them. Like that's kind of how they roll. The boars will kind of they'll travel, you know, kind of on their own, but then they'll get with the group. Anyways. It's gonna it's gonna save you money if you just start shooting pigs and population control. Like I don't remember the exact gestation period. I know uh, the females can very very early on start having uh, sounders, which is a bunch of little piglets, and then they have a uh, they have a lot. Like calling back on another story, we were actually cow hunting one time over you know uh, Grayson County type area. Lots of hogs out there, like massive problem in the, you know, crop fields and everything else. And we were sitting there calling and a pigs, you know, kind of come over the hilltop. Now we can see a long damn ways to our downwind. We're calling like in the edge of some woods that overlooks a massive farmland field. And I don't, you know, it was a good six to 800 yards across where we could see like over this little plateau a pig started and then obviously our first thing generally is to just go ahead and shoot the pig but it's like it's several hundred yards and i'm just like well let's it's coming literally down this little draw we're trying to call into let's just let it come over here you know see what it does to the call uh and then more pigs 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 and i mean before we knew it there was pigs scattered from they were still coming over the ridge and they're literally walking past us starting to enter the the woods and when they, i'm talking about they're stacked you know sometimes three to 20 deep this is the at one time this is the largest group of hogs i've ever laid eyes on and i've seen like there's been places there's been places in west texas where daniel Nim had one, at least one time that i've seen shit loads of hogs you know different groups at a time this is the the biggest i guess you would call this maybe a sounder i don't know when I tell you, like, the little piglets move, you know how when you see blackbirds flying, they move sequentially or whatever you would say? That's how the piglets were. It was like the ground was on, alive. Like, I had, I had never seen, it was like when there was rabbits out here. Like, the picture of that and pigs. I don't know how many, let's just say it was at least a thousand. Like, I, I had never seen nothing like that in my life. But at a certain point, I'm just like, start shooting. And don't stop till you get around completely out of bullets. And then if you can reload your magazine, go ahead and keep shooting. <laughs> Just like I don't know how many pigs we shot and hit. We're we're running like little two two threes or whatever. And I'm just like trying to head shoot one and then body shots on the rest. But that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. But anyways, massive massive problem in Texas and. It's one of those things, just like cows, uh, you're never going to completely eliminate all of them. There's just too many. They're too good at uh, repopulating, and they're too fast at it. Like, it's it's amazing. But anyways, that kind of covers the 
I guess the the why. Uh, there's one last thing I'd add to that, and it's because it's fun. Uh, hunting is fun, and pig hunting is fun, and pig hunting is a great, great way to test hardy bullets. Like, and when I was, I say like hardy bullets for a reason. Like, we'll cover calibers later on, but I'm just gonna tell you right now, I've killed them with anything from a 22 all the way up to we shot one with a 50 BNJ one time. Which wasn't as like great as what you think. Like it's it's, we didn't shoot it past its head and it didn't suck its brain out of our balls. I always love that people. Yes, like fifties. Like it's not yeah. even like if you really, really think about it, it's really not even that big of a bullet, and it's not even moving that fast. But like in people's head, it's like yeah, it's it's a fifty. Like, you think it's gonna like you can, yes. like you see you saw it on a watermelon, so that's obviously what it's gonna do to yes. It's like uh, reality. Uh, the reality of the situation is, I'd rather have like some probably a three hundred PRC, like whipping some one fifties or something like that. Like, oh, hundred percent. If we're going for like carnage, yeah. And I'm gonna put it right between the eyes and see what happens. Like, I've seen, I've shot with everything, especially once we started munitions. Like, I do lots of bullet testing. If it's gonna be like a, a white tail deer bullet and up i will test it on pigs before i send it out to my testers who actually go elk hunting and everything else because there are certain spots you can shoot a hog that's going to give you a good idea like how it's going to how that bullet's going to act on larger game uh penetration wise because there is an argument to be had that like certain animals require a little bit more of a hardy bullet and then uh, especially the big boars and uh they're tough dudes and you you want to if you want to really test the durability of a bullet, like how it's going to respond to, you know, pretty solid animal, a big old boar, like two hundred plus pound boar. They have what is known as like the armor plating, which is like a, you know, I've seen it up to almost. Uh, the, we skinned back one last year when we was testing six arc on pigs. Skinned one back last year that I swear to God it was almost like three inches thick of like what they call the armor plating. Uh, it's, it's almost like a, it's a, the best way I can explain it, it's like almost like a gristle. Like it's a, it's tough. You know, it's not quite what I would actually call armor plating, but it's very tough animals. They have a, if you look on Google, like look up their anatomy, they have a kind of a weird anatomy because there was, there's a couple of things like until you completely dissect them, like you're like, wow, that shot should have killed it. Like it should have snapped his spine and you just like. You dig into the anatomy. It's like, no, that's all muscle up there. Like, you didn't even get into the spine. But anyways, very tough animals. Very fun to hunt. I mean, they're plentiful. You can eat them. I wouldn't eat them unless it's wintertime. That's just me. Uh, And I'll eat certain ones. If they stink, I'm out. You know, that's kind of everything. But the boars tend to stink pretty bad sometimes. Nothing like a goat, though. Goats are disgusting. So... I think I mean like uh, that pretty well covers why it's good practice as well. Good, like I said, good good way to test uh, bullets are going to be for hardier game because you know some pigs are pretty pretty hardy, pretty pretty tough. Uh, moving on, I'd have to say hunting means and methods. Now you're probably everyone's probably seen stuff on instagram facebook and everything else thermals you know thermals smoking pigs to me after a while I'm just like you oh, know this is kind of boring like it's the same shit over and over but there are like again there's so many different ways to hunt them and like i said my preferred method is daytime uh it, you know they don't always come out during daytime <clears throat> but if you uh they just don't disappear if you if you're any kind of a good hunter like I guess we tracking or scouter or whatever you want to call it. You could find them during the day. And there are certain, like there's certain things, places you can go look like they're not that hard to find. If you, if you know, if you have them, it's just like any other animal. Like if you have them on camera, like they come into your feeder every time, every day during a certain time, which they'll probably, that time will probably fluctuate with the moon or, you know, other stuff such as that. But if you have a storing spot, you could typically go find where they're at during the day, uh, especially during the summer. My favorite thing to do would be to go look for where they're watering at, which is typically going to be somewhere like it's like a mud hole, a water hole, an old pond, something like that. 
This is a big, they're pigs. They want to get somewhere cool during the summer. It's really that simple. Like they're not going to be, they're not going to be moving a lot when it's hot as shit. That's like everything else. Like cows, what are cows doing during the summer? They're pretty lazy. Uh, what is your, when you let your dog outside or if you, or if you have an outside dog and it's the middle of the day, what is he typically doing? Being lazy. That's a lot of animals. They're going to get in the shade somewhere. Pigs are going to go somewhere where it's like they can make a little water. They'll either cool, damp sand, mud, like all that stuff. And there's another reason. I figure I figure they like to water in the mud a lot during the summer is another reason to keep the bugs off. Like they just, they'll be coated in mud. And I, I figure that's why. That's just, I'm sure there's like some science can back this shit up. But get on Google if you want to do some more research. But like I said, if you have a starting spot, you can typically track them down. And my thing is, like nowadays, I don't hardly go out and look for them because they come to our feeders as much. Uh, so much, it's pretty easy to find them when the feeders go off. But if you don't have like a feeder, you can set up bait piles, and then there's all kinds of different things out there. There used to be, anyways, of like souring corn and everything else, and like how to get the hogs in there because obviously they smell pretty damn good. They're big old, big old honking nose. But the reality of the situation is if you just put out corn somewhere where they're traveling through, they're probably going to stop and eat it. So probably, it's not really worth wasting your time to like, like we had all these things we did back then that we thought helped us. The reality of just poured out corn and it'd been fine. Like, we, uh, like sour corn for a month and it's corn and Miller Lite, you know, or like there was all these different recipes and I'm just like, it, for whatever reason, one day I'm like, you know what? If we just poured out the corn, I bet they just eat that. <laughs> it's just, it's stupid. Like, people do stupid shit. But, you know what? If you want to sour corn, if that's part of your thing, that's totally fine. I don't, you know, I don't give a shit. But f- corn works pretty good. Uh, just regular corn. So, if you don't have deer sin, find out where they're traveling through. Make a bait pile. Put up a little old cell camera. They're pretty expensive nowadays. Like, 200 bucks for a decent cell cam. Find out when they're coming through. Generally speaking, like that will kind of get on a schedule, especially if you have a feeder. And especially if you had a feeder somewhere where they're competing with a bunch of deer or other like javelinas or anything else like that. If they're competing for that territory for food, I have noticed out here, they a hundred percent get to where they are there either right before or right when that feeder goes off because there's so many deer out here at times. So they're going to get up there and, you know, lap up that corn as fast as possible before the other animals eat it up. But more times than not, they're going to come in in low light because they, they aren't, they aren't stupid, which most, most wild animals aren't stupid. Like they probably know you're there. They could smell you whether or not they give a shit that you're there. That's a different story. But again, if you don't have a corn feeder, put out bait piles, or if they're going and eating like, cattle feed like that happens a lot you see those videos all the time you can do the old spot and stock like i said during the day follow the tracks you eventually you follow them long enough if you have enough property or whatever if you know where like old ponds are like get topography maps or uh onyx and everything else look for water holes go check all the water holes uh if you sit on if there's hog sign if you sit on a water hole long enough you're eventually gonna see the pigs they're gonna they're gonna go to it they're gonna water around they're going to drink the water, all that good stuff. And like I said, if money is a thing, like if you just don't have money for like not lights or thermals or night vision, because all that shit gets really expensive. It don't let it that deter you. Uh, go out and hunt. Like you can hunt them during the day. That's totally fine. You could save some money. Um, nighttime is probably the most commonly used. Like there's tons of, pig contest now and like i said every weekend i'd i just i'm curious it'd be it'd be pretty cool to know like what is the official count every weekend in the state of texas how many pigs get harvested i would guarantee you it's a pretty overwhelming amount because like there's that many how many did you, what, what time period did you say At just every night every weekend in texas like how many pigs probably get killed like friday night saturday night you know there's probably no way of knowing. It'd be really cool. Maybe we should try and track that on TPH. Like, if you go out and shoot pigs, let us know how many you shot. Like, track that for a year. That'd be cool as shit. But anyways, nighttime. 
like I said, it's probably the when the most amount of pig killing happens because of therm- the popularity of thermals has exploded. Night vision, primarily thermals nowadays, because like the barrier to entry for thermals has gotten so low. Meaning, like there's lots of options nowadays. Like technically speaking, for thermal low, like two thousand dollars and up, I'm gonna say. Uh, it's you know during the summer when a lot of people take do a lot of the pig hunting summer all that stuff it's cooler and most people work during the day so you can like split away and go shoot pigs at night uh farmland like as far as covering a lot of ground fast like we've i've been with a lot of people they'll literally like drive down the highway when they have permission permission to hunt tons of different property drive down the highway looking for the pigs and then once they see them they'll figure out how they're gonna like you know park on the highway Literally walk and get the wind right to where they can walk right up on them and shoot them. So there's tons of different ways. Obviously, don't shoot them from the highway. You're not supposed to do that. It's against the law. But with thermal and lights, like I remember, it's funny to think back on this, like how fast things have actually progressed in this this uh, this arena back before like thermals or like night vision was a thing and i had night vision but back before that like lights were a big thing and then feeder lights were a huge thing because like the it would have a motion detector just like your you know camera would and when it you know sends something it would turn on like you could get red lights and green lights and shit people would just literally sit in their stands and even if they didn't have night vision or thermal they just sit in their stands and wait light comes on shoot the pick <laughs> and then you know there's a bunch of back in the day a bunch of bow hunters shot them that way because you know they'd be relatively close they'd hear them coming you know based off their trail cameras they'd kind of i'm gonna go tomorrow afternoon right at dark and get at my stand just wait on the pigs you know but like deer feeder lights there's still some available that was a hot thing for a while then like lights on your guns become hot and then uh you know reds and greens and stuff like that and Pigs don't seem to see very well. Uh, they will scram if you throw a white light on them, I, I found. But red and green, uh, kind of a no factor. I've shot, you know, I'll still do it to this day. Like if I know there's, if on my camera, I have pigs coming in every night right at dark. Uh, if I'm in certain stands where there's just too many rig lights and shit to where it'll wash the night vision or and I don't feel like carrying an extra gun, I literally have a, clamp on it's a kill zone a small clamp on red light that i'll just clamp on the scope right at dark click on the light shoot some pigs now we'll get in the you know gear and stuff like that but you know because that's what's going to take a long time for that conversation but like i said nine times probably going to be your most popular the one that I have yet to do, and I've had a few opportunities, but scheduling didn't work out, which is from a helicopter. Everyone I know that's went and done it has had a blast, and I'm super jealous I haven't done it myself. <laughs> but that's gotten, that was, that kind of blew up when I seen it on, happened on TV. One of the hunting guys went on the helicopter hog hunt, and it was just like, now it seems like there's tons of people doing it. Like a lot of these ranchers are buying like these small helicopters themselves and literally so they can help control the pigs on their farmland. And then they'll, a lot of times they'll do like little services, like you can come helicopter pig hunt, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, there's just gobs of different ways. Uh, some of the cool channels to watch on uh, YouTube Lone Star Boars and uh, Ultimate Night Vision, they play with some fully automatic stuff. When the, and what they'll do, which is uh, we don't have the spots to do it out here, or else I've done been doing it. Like the reality of that situation is, they will chase them down in side by sides in the that, middle of these fields. To me, that looks the most fun, and just like mow them down with machine guns and shit <laughs> yeah and they're like hauling ass yes. too yes it's- now like i said we just our land out here is not conducive really and truly like other than like some of the shooting lanes i put in to be able to shoot long range our land is not conducive to anything other than like because they'll i they tend to leave 
our land to go somewhere during the day. They just come in when the feeders go off and then leave. Our land is really best conducive to sit in the feeders, whether it be, you know, whether they show up when the feeders go off or like this particular time they're coming in late at night. Like it just, a lot of times it seems as if they'll follow the moon phases, but a lot of times it doesn't. Like if you, if you don't put any pressure on them, they'll get to where they're coming in when there's lots of competition for that feed and they know they need to get there. They'll come in as soon as the feeder gets off, goes off. But the more pressure you put on them, they'll kind of start changing their, you know, time frame. And some of them, out of all the pigs I've shot, I've only seen one that I'm just like, that's a pretty smart-ass pig. And it's on this ranch here. Uh, that dude is highly intelligent. When I tell you this, he, like, takes certain paths that are vastly further away from the the stand when I'm in it. Now, the few times I've seen him do this was when the wind was the wrong direction. But... The deer sitting up there eating. <laughs> I know deer are supposed to be incredibly smart, but they're literally, you know, we set our stands off of the feeders pretty good direction. And like, there's no possible way you can set up a stand and a feeder to where it's going to be good in any wind situation. Just, it's, it's not going to happen somewhere. Wherever you set your feeders, somewhere with a certain wind, your scent cone's going to be blowing towards them. And this pig will come out, look around, disappear, and then you'll see him way the fuck out there. And it was, you know, I'm carrying the camera, so I'm trying to record it. And there's other pigs that come in there, and some of the boards kind of cautious when the wind's wrong. But uh, this one, like, this dude goes way the fuck out there. Now, again, if, you know, I could shoot him, but I want to record it. But it's after I see him do it twice, I'm like, you know what? You're going to get to live for a little while. I'm going to watch you for a bit. It's it's fascinating to me when some, any kind of animal uh, presents itself just a little bit smarter than the rest of them. Like coyotes, uh, that pig, that's the first pig I've ever seen do shit like that, but and there has been a few deers that were super smart. They're super old as shit, you know. But anyways, uh, like I said, helicopter tends to be expensive, but I bet if you got a bunch of buddies together and like, I mean, it's probably not going to be a very long thing. But typically, like, they find them really fast, get on them, and like, you get to run a shotgun. Uh, I'm sure some guys will let you run an AR, but shotgun's probably going to be like, what you're mostly going to find still like running buckshot, but there's just trillions of places that offer hog hunting services. Like say you have pigs in your area, you're, you're a little bit cautious to kind of start it on your own because you don't know what to do. There's tons of guide services out there that do helicopter or going out at night with thermals or, you know, going out with dogs, chase them down and stab them with a freaking knife. Like there's a, there's all kinds of shit out there nowadays. You can pay for a little bit of guide, you know, guide service to go do this with someone else to where if you just want to see how other people do it and like get some gear recommendations from people who've been doing it for a long time or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's tons of people out there nowadays that capitalize on that. And you know what? Some guys, you're going to meet some bad guys that happens in every service. You're going to meet bad businesses. But a lot of these guys literally like do this stuff on the side just so they can like help pay their taxes or help buy their kids Christmas gifts and stuff like that. So I always, I'm a huge proponent of when you're new to something, if there's someone out there that's very reputable, like gets lots of good recommendations from other people, go out there and get with someone who's experienced in that and learn a little bit from them. Because if not for anything, it could potentially save you a ton of money on gear. Because those guys, especially guides, have done a lot of guiding, you know, over the years of different things, of bow fishing, predator hunting, hog hunting, deer hunting, everything else. Most of your guides are going to tell you, like, this is shit, don't get that. Uh, get this for this reason, get that for that reason. Like, they're going to they're gonna see it on both ends of the spectrum, especially if they're popular and they're a good guy. They're going to see what other people carry. They're going to know what works good for them. Like, it's just... I can't recommend it enough. Like when you're getting into something new, especially even pig hunting, especially if you're going to, if you, okay, I got some, 
I got some extra income. I want to go the thermal round. I would a hundred percent go hunt with a guide if I was, because it, it's just like everything. It's just like suppressors. Ask, ask on Facebook, see what kind of answers you get. And guess what? Always take everything you get from them with a grain of salt. Cause most of the time I find most people answering the more, the more arrogant, the more snooty they are with their answer. Chances are they haven't, haven't really owned many of them. <laughs> they got the one and it was either sponsored or that's their thing. That's their team. The loudest people. Yeah. typically. <laughs> but anyways, that, I mean, that kind of, I feel like we covered, you know, means and methods and uh, pretty good. I mean, yeah, you can shoot them with a bow. I've killed a bunch with a bow. Mm. <laughs> but I, I was telling somebody the other day, they're like, why don't you bow hunt? Like you used to be in a bow fish and everything else. Like I used to be huge in the bow hunting. And I was like, I really enjoyed it and everything else. And my shit got stolen twice. One from a vehicle, one out of a stand, which come find out is like high school kids out partying. They just happened to take all the right tires and everything else to end up at my deer stand and stole all my shit. Cause I used to leave my shit in my stand. Like it, I lived in a small, like just the, it was a random thing that they just ended up out there and it happened. But anyways, once my shit got stolen the second time, I was like done. So I didn't touch any kind of bow hunting for God, probably six or seven years. And then we moved out here. I was like, I think I want to start bow hunting again. So I went and got a new bow and all this other bullshit. And I shot one arrow and I said, this ain't for me anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just wasn't there anymore. Like back, back in the day, I really loved hunting with a bow like it, it was my thing so obviously you can do all this other stuff i talked about with a bow maybe i don't know i would like to see, i bet the the schwackum guy or whatever his name is uh relentless pursuit i think uh what the fuck is his name he shoots everything with a bow i would like to see him shoot him shoot pigs with his bow out of a helicopter that'd be pretty cool to watch <laughs> but anyways yeah, be- someone will let me know in the comments his name i can't remember uh Tim Wells, that's it. Like, you should, uh, you should give that a, a YouTube sometime. Watch some of the shit he does with the bow. It's quite fascinating. Probably like one of the best. But anyways, the next big question I know we're gonna get is like, what caliber? What's the, what? Everybody wants to know what caliber is the best for everything. Like, what caliber is the best for this? What caliber is the best for that? When it comes to pigs, whatever you have in your hand at the moment, you see a pig. It's kind of the same thing with a cow. Now. Once you kind of go more into the predator hunting world, and if you want to save fur and all that other stuff, there are like certain calibers I'd recommend. Pigs, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever you have, that's kind of the. It's kind of the you know good thing about pig hunting is, like most of your generic hunting bullets are going to work just fine. Now there are certain things that are better for certain things. I mean that's just literally how everything works. There's. There's certain suppressors that are better for other things than other suppressors. Like there's certain calibers that are going to kill a cow better than others. There's certain bullets that are going to perform better than others. What you need to need to know, or what you need to think about is what do you already have? Like you don't have to go. I mean, in this scope of area here there's thousands of dollars worth of equipment you don't have to have none of this shit to go hunt a pig yeah you can take your uh you know your air your you know ar-15 you use for whatever i mean yes can... and i refer back to this a lot the home defense ar because upon talking to a lot of varmint hunters especially out in these parts it seems like almost all of them have an ar-15 but it's it's kind of like that it's my home defense gun. You know, it's, they yeah. don't do shit with it. It probably has some like little bullshit red dot and bullshit light, hopefully at least. And then like even guys who have suppressors, like the home defense, AR don't get no love. Probably has, you know, bone stock generic trigger and everything else. And it just kind of sits over there and they probably never practice with it. Take that out, do some practicing with it because that is, that's going to be my first recommendation is what you have whether it be that home defense AR, that old lever action. I've killed a ton of pigs with lever action, 30-30. Your deer rifle, like whatever you have is going to be just fine for like that barrier to entry. Now, past that, 
you can go so many different routes. Like, is it is the name of the game? Like, I'm a farmer. I have a pig problem. I want to start taking matters in my own hands. I'm going to get me a thermal rig set up. What caliber should a pig? And it's like, well, <laughs> let's go down. Like, go back to the past videos when we start talking about choosing the new raffle, because budget comes into play and everything else. And when you start playing the thermal game, it can get costly very quick now we'll get to thermals and shit a little bit later on right now we're just talking calibers so if i'm being forced to answer the question what calibers first and foremost five five six or two two three because of cost okay it's going to be and spare me the comments you can't kill a pig with those because i've killed literal thousands with them i mean so has a lot of other people is it like is it one of those things that's like one shot and they're down? Absolutely not. Like it, it depends on what you're, what you're going for. Are you scanning for a pig with a thermal and then you're going to like sneak up on it really close and shoot it? Are you just literally going to play the game of as many rounds I can get on target as possible? Because the reality of the situation is like, you're going to, if you have any kind of pigs at all, you're going to come across that scenario to where there's going to be a bunch of pigs. And if you're out there truly to trim the numbers down because they're messing up your fields or the farmer's fields where you cow hunt or whatever the case may be, rounds on target is what's important. Like, obviously, you want to be an ethical hunter, but let's cut the bullshit. The name of the game is getting rounds on target. Now, I, I tend to swing a certain rate. Like, I don't really want to have to gather up a bunch of pigs. I want them to go off somewhere else and die. Now, that might get me some hate in the comments. I don't give a shit. Pigs aren't tearing up your shit. So, two, two, three, five, five, six will kill a pig. Is it the most perfect thing for killing pigs? Absolutely not. Ammo recommendations for the two, two, three. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. We carry at Allen Munitions, Can Ham, which is a 77-grain Nosler bullet. Now, it's optimized for short barrel because if I'm going to carry a two two three for pig hunting, it's going to be very specific setup, like 14.5, no longer than 16 inches, probably shorter because I'm going to be getting in close and like short shots. I'm going to be running up on them, whatever the case may be, sitting in a bow stand next to a pig feeder, and I just want to be able to get rounds on target. I've killed tons with that exact load. Uh, I'm going to reach for something that's heavier myself. Cause like another time I was sitting in the deer stand at one of my brother's lease and shooting pigs. And I was actually down, uh, looking at one when another group come in and I was, I just had my varmint gun and I was running 50 grain V maxes. Actually, those were Z maxes. You remember the zombie trim? I do. <laughs> I have a feeling it's coming back. Oh gosh. I hope it does because when it goes back out of, like those projectiles, they well, so get funny, really cheap. You could, uh, at Academy, I remember, because that's how you used to do this, is, you know, box A-Max, like, it would be like $2 more than a box of the Z-Max. So you can yes. just get the Z-Max. It's the same thing. Uh, V-Max and Z-Max were the same thing. But it's just green tips. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was running the 50-grain Z-Max, and I found out that day a big old boar. If you shoot it like towards the top of the head, that bullet will not do nothing. <laughs> it's, and it's not even that great for like making behind the shoulder shots or anything like that. And we'll talk about like shot placement later on. So probably, I, again, we have some 69 grainers. I can recommend those horny 68 grain. They're dirty as shit, but they'll, they're, they're the bigger bullets, uh, the better. I mean, essentially that's all it boils down to. Uh, that's really, I mean, if cost is the thing, like I, I want to be able to shoot pigs, uh, cheap as possible. Five, five, six, two, two, three. Like that's your, your, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there somewhere that are like hunting in thick ass shit that run PCCs. I don't think I would. I don't, I don't believe I would. Maybe if I'm like the furthest shot I'm going to have is like 30 yards. Like if I'm in that shit. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should test that at some point. I'd like to, but anyways, five, five, six cheapest, cheapest way out there. Next would be caliber recommendation would be the 300 blackouts. Now this, I, this was the first time I heard about 300 blackout. And the first time I heard about it was 300 whisper. 
remember seeing them and I'm like, what is this? And then everybody's like, that's what them pig hunters run. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like, it's, it's funny. Like I didn't even know like any of the backstory about that until I come out here. Uh, prior to that, it was like, well, that's a, that's a pig round. That's really quiet. <laughs> but it was, I remember, uh, just seeing the 300 whisper and like hearing echoes about it. And then all of a sudden three arm blackout, you know, but, uh, three arm blackout's fine. Uh, it's used to be a lot cheaper, but it really isn't nowadays, but it's a 30 cal bullet, you know, shoved into a trimmed down two to three case, highly effective out of a short barrel. Like there, there's so much development in the ammunition for hunting in the three arm blackout, like expanding subsonic projectiles because that's where the three-hour blackout shines in my opinion that very very close quarters we're talking about like if i'm going to hunt the thick shit or if i'm literally going to go again spot them get the wind right because they can smell good we already covered that and sneak up as close as possible i'm just going to run a two two three or a three-hour blackout three-hour blackout would be like i really want to save my ears i want to run subsonic expanding subsonics the big old can and a short ass barrel because like those kind of live in a what is it seven to nine inch barrel seven yeah. to ten inch barrel like it's gonna be compact it's gonna like the three hundred black guys pretty well figured out most stuff runs really good it's gonna be quite a shit uh we're actually out of them right now we make some 190 sub x which expand very well keep in mind this is no long range round yeah <laughs> your your trajectory is gonna be a little bit better on the five five six, but the three hundred blackout, like it works fantastic. I've killed a ton of pigs with the three hundred blackout, but it's not. I think a lot of problem comes down to like these people trying to expect too much out of their cartridges, especially the five five six and the three hundred blackout. The reality of the situation is there's been a lot of shit killed with the three hundred blackout. It's highly, highly quiet, even in a semi-auto platform running the subsonic loads. And they have projectiles nowadays that expand well. Like it works totally fine. I've killed a ton of pigs with it. But if supers is more your speed, uh, there's lots of options available nowadays for supersonic uh, projectiles. One of our favorites is 110 Tac TX. Like killed a ton of pigs with these myself. Uh, you know, cost wise, like I said, it used to be way cheaper. Nowadays, hmm, not so much. I mean, everything's gone up since COVID. It's just, it is what it is. Past that, I mean, uh, the the rifle that's on the very front here is a 6.8 SPC. And like, that kind of came on the scene hot and heavy as a pig round. Uh, still is in certain groups. Uh, actually, whenever whenever I get more field reports back in on the people that are running some of that ammo, that's going to be one of our newest additions to the Can-Ham line is a specific 6.8 load optimized for like 16-inch barrels and down. Now, it's one of those like smaller cases. Uh, it's actually a little bit bigger round. And it's a 6.8, uh, 270, whatever size projectile. Like, um, a lot of people run 6.8 for pig hunting. Like, it's one of those that runs well in a short AR, performs well, good projectile options out there. Like that 270 or 6.8 millimeter projectile range, like 100 grains all the way up to like 130s and 140s kind of. And you're probably going to be like 120, 130, somewhere around there on the 6.8 SPC. Uh, another popular one for pigs is 7.62 by 39. Like, especially, which that may be changed by now, especially pre-COVID, ammo. You could get that shit cheap as hell. And, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't go out with an AK, but I know plenty of people that do. And then there are ARs now, AR platforms that are chambered in 7.62 with 39. As, as a matter of fact, like a lot of bolt guns start chambering up in 7.62 with 39. Ruger Americans, uh, I can't think of the rest of them off the top of them. There's several like those lower cost budget platforms that are 7.62 by 39. And a lot of these companies like Fiocchi and stuff like that, they've kind of gotten on board, I'm sure, because of the war. And there's a need for all the 7.62 by 39 ammo. Uh, Hornady started making some hunting rounds and, you know, at one time it was because it was cheap as shit. I know that. Cause I, I know several pig hunters that run seven, six, two, uh, but it's still pretty, still pretty popular, especially 
in the AR platforms. And I can't think off the top of my head who all like any custom manufacturers probably gonna be able to make them. And then you can get your own components and make your own. They kind of figured out the, like the ma- magazine structure that needs to happen to make that feed good to AR, the boat carriers that need to happen, you know, what is that type two? Sim six two. I can't remember the exact, like pretty, pretty popular does well in a short barrel configuration. You know, uh, I'd probably just stick with the fair blanket over the seven six two. But if you wanted like a little bit more ass behind it, you still want to run that, you know, seven six two projectile. That's probably a pretty pretty fair one. Uh next most popular one I see is the six five Grendel. Uh, a lot of our customers uh, run that for pigs and deer, as a matter of fact. But a lot of people have really taken to it uh in the AR fifteen platform shooting pigs. Like a lot. We have a I mean, those 123s in a shorter 6.5 Grendel barrel, uh, the SSTs or the ELDMs, whatever you want to run, like they make pretty good pig rounds. And if you're loading yourself, you can get it done fairly inexpensive. And now that Hornady's kind of playing that game, you can get some pretty, you know, pretty inexpensive ammo. I mean, it's probably going to be about the same as 7.62, like made by Horny and stuff like that. Highly popular one. Again, that's another one that can really perform well out of a shorter barrel. And, and I keep saying that because like we're going to get, get to it later on. I keep saying that shorter barrel performance because what you've seen is, especially for the guys running the thermals and they're kind of going out in these, these big fields, they want to keep their equipment compact because they're literally getting within 50 to 100 yards, sometimes closer than that. And then they kind of unload on them. Like they can get as close as possible to this group of pigs in this field and then, you know, start shooting them. So like most of these selections that are the most popular is kind of centered around that. Like when, especially when you hand load, it's going to perform very well out of these shorter barrel configurations. Cause you're, you're trying to get the maximum size projectile and have more limited case capacity so you can run a little bit faster burning powders and get it to perform very well out of shorter, uh, shorter barrels. Because, like I said, they're wanting compact, lightweight. Because a lot of these, like you know, some of these thermals are like freaking bricks. Because there's a lot of shit going on there. So they're trying to get it compact, lightweight, so it's like super easy to get wheeled around, uh, throw out of your pickup if you're on a big ranch, shoot them out of the door, like whatever the case may be. Like super compact, short barrel. You know, that's kind of like the. You don't have to do any of this, but that's kind of like the overwhelming majority. And if you notice, I'm talking a lot about semi-automatics, and that's because that's probably the best route to go on a pig hunting rifle. Like if you, especially if you're going to get into the the thermal game, there's a lot of people that run thermals on boat guns and everything else. But to me, I you know I have one that's on a boat gun. It's actually for predator hunting. Uh, I just rather have, especially for pigs, because generally speaking, there's more than one pig. Like you want to have that semi-automatic capability, compact, lightweight, suppressed. Like that's where I'm going. That's where a lot of people do go. Because again, like we'll cover this a little bit later on, but like brief, briefly touching on the subject, like why, why so compact? Why so lightweight? It's because typically speaking, they're carrying, they're lugging around a tripod and they're going to, it's going to be like before leaving the vehicle, they're going to go ahead and clamp the rifle into it. You carry it a certain way to where you can, and you just look up through your monocular every once in a while until you get close enough. And then you just set up your tripod, everybody get ready, start shooting. Now, before we move on from, keep going from six, five Grendel, I almost forgot my favorite, which is a six arc. <laughs> How could you forget? Now, I still can't believe that one guy said six arc won't kill a pig. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier. <laughs> it's like, dude, I've killed him with twenty twos. Well, I think that's a that's a big deal, right? Is uh, when it comes to hog hunting, is it's a perfect opportunity to try a bunch of different shit. I mean, yes. it's not they are so plentiful. If you're actually out there doing it, like, hey, try this, see if this optic works, see if this setup works, yes. see if this I mean you know, if you can kill a pig with it, I mean, if, if it's like a self-defense rifle, that's your thing or whatever it is, it's like, it'll work pretty good on everything else. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's their play around, test shit out, uh, test but, different ammo out. I mean, 
I've killed a bunch with a six arc, 14 and a half inch six arc. And I am, you know, I've, again, I do a lot of bullet testing on pigs and I've seen bullets that I thought would perform well that didn't do with the shit, no matter where I shot them. And I've seen bullets that I would have never would have thought in a million years would perform well. And they literally are just like knocking pigs down left and right. Now, if I, if you come to me and like, I have a 14, five, 16 inch, even a 12 and a half, we talked about this before the podcast, I'm going to have to build a 12 and a half inch six arc, even though I said I wasn't going to. Hypocrite. Exactly. If I'm going to put together it specifically for pig hunting and I, you know, I'm just going to buy a factory ammo, 108 grainy LDMs. It's going to be dirty as shit. Uh, eh, you know what? Whatever they make. <laughs> I know they make 103 LDX. That's going to be five pigs. I know they make 105 multi hollow points. Probably your horny black. It's probably going to be the cheapest one. I would imagine it is by anyways, because it's just a 105 grain multi hollow point. Or the 108 grain ELD, ELDM. There's also some tap floating around, but, you know, that's 106. I think it's 106 grain ELDM. Is that the, or is it 105? I feel like it's 105. It's 106. Is it? Okay. It's basically a tip to 105. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, I would, yeah, 100% suggest the 6 arc. And I would suggest 6 arc over the 6.5 Grindel. Now, yeah, it's not as heavy a bullet, but that's more than enough bullet to do the job. And as far as like projectiles and all that stuff, like whatever you want to use, it's a pig. Uh, like you said, get out there, use this as an opportunity. Preseason, getting ready for hunting season, like where you really just need to shoot once, like for deer and everything else. Use this as an opportunity to test out bullet construction, test out different bullets. Like use this target rich environment. To learn some things about your rifle, get better behind it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, quick caveat: I used to say I'll never freaking build a twelve and a half inch six R. Really, fourteen, fourteen and a half inch is pushing it. Like as far as like a direct impingement. Now, I'll probably use this twelve five to test out the superlative arms piston system because that'll probably change my potentially change my opinion on that yes it is a great performing system but like the case capacity in those shorter gas systems it just you can make it work just fine now i keep in mind i'm not running any kind of flow through suppressor because most of them are awful which upon recording of this the hux works what is it called E762 TI. So the new 762. Oh, flow. Flo. Yeah, that's right. Because they already had a 762 TI. The Flow 762 TI has officially released today. Now, that son of a bitch costs a lot of money, but I'm going to have to get one because yeah, a lot like of people are making some bold claims. $1,700 MSRP. That's ridiculous. Can we get spon- Huxworks? <laughs> you have to be the title sponsor. Can't afford your crap. Uh, we need that. We need the new SCI six, which comes in ten. Oh, yes. That you need that for your. I would do the SCI six on the twelve five six arc. That'd be a. Well, I probably it probably just needs to be its whole thing, like where I go, flow through suppressor. Brandon, and if then, you're listening to this, we need some testing. We need some testing guns. Flow. Th- <laughs> Our greatest fan, folks, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Flow through suppressor. Comment down below if you think Brandon should get us some cans to test. <laughs> flow through suppressor, then maybe swap to a that piston system to see how that works now. Like I would imagine it wouldn't work out very good with flow through. Yeah, we also need to we need to get some of the surefire bolt carriers and agreed. But you know, uh I'm gonna build a twelve and a half inch six arc for pig hunting, and that's it. Now I just, you know, knowing what velocities, I already know what velocities is probably going to be capable of. I I probably won't varmint hunt with it, but it will be pretty cool. Like run some, something in that 80 to 90 grain range. That's relatively cheap for the projectiles because it's pigs. Uh, run it hot as shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. And have a, a super compact little thermal on it. That'd be pretty cool. Pretty cool. But anyways, uh, moving on, you know, obviously six arcs, fantastic. 
past that, like I covered like most of the like the most popular ones, two two three, three hundred blackout, uh the six point eight SPC, the six five Grendel, the six arc. Past that you're gonna get up into AR ten categories. Well seven six seven six two Lar- yeah, large frame AR. Why don't you show off your, uh, the rest of your hoodie there? They're the big guy. Can you see the back? Well, if you turn around, I can. Lift the hood up. Allenmunitions.com. Boom! Uh. Yeah. Lots of new apparel coming. Better be paying attention. It's probably going to go really fast. Uh, which yeah, we do have a lot. Like, we didn't skimp this time. Yeah. Cool. And if it, if it, does sell out quickly if you're watching this and it's sold out or there's another batch we can pull from so we can add that yes. back in. Yeah. Yeah, we can but I mean there are some hoodies. We didn't go too heavy on hoodies. There is something coming. It is a uh, summer. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's a lot of t shirts. A lot of cool t shirts. A lot of different colors. Go <laughs> check it out, allymunitions.com. Or if you're in Midland, go buy Al Outdoors. They have on top of the TPH apparel as well there, they have some new Ally shirts that are pretty rad. I'm sure they're going to move pretty fast. 